The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So this morning, as I said earlier, we're kicking off this four-part series based on the book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity, A Simple Guide to Unlimited Abundance by Edwin Gaines. Now, I think we have a few copies in the bookstore. In addition to that, I know you can get it on Amazon and, and, Kind- and on your Kindle and all that great stuff. But I want to share something that Edwin says in this Guide to Abundant Living. She defines prosperity as a vitally alive physical body to provide a comfortable worldly home for the spiritual beings we are. Relationships that are satisfying, nurturing, honest, and work all the time. Work that we love so much that it's not work, it's play. And lastly, she says, and all the money we can spend. That deserves an amen or a hallelujah, I'm just saying. It, it, it's those signs, what can I tell you? Now, it is our intent that by the end of this series, meaning by the end of the month, you will consciously and unconsciously live this definition of prosperity as a second nature awareness of your being. And you'll live this definition as a result of your practicing this definition, as well as consistently practicing the spiritual prosperity principle we will be discussing, and the spiritual exercises we will be suggesting throughout the series. So yes, there's homework involved. Now, for the remainder of the month, I talked about our companion services that we're offering We have the 12.30 meditation that will go on immediately following the service. You can go to the website and sign up to receive the daily affirmations for abundance and prosperity and to have a prayer practitioner do affirmative prayer work for you for the abundance and prosperity in your journey for the remainder of the month. And of course, Wednesday at 7, we'll be doing an affirmative prayer session, an intuition session. So all that's going on this month. And with all of that, I'm going to suggest now that all the note takers get out your pens and paper because this is the time. And the rest of you, just fasten your seatbelts because we're in for a good time. Now, on the first page of the first chapter of the Science of Mind textbook, Dr. Holmes wrote this. He said, we see abundance in the universe. We cannot count the grains of sand on a single beach. The earth contains untold riches and the very air is vibrant with power. Why then is man weak, poor, and afraid? Well, we're going to tell you why. Individuals who recognize themselves as merely humankind 
walking, talking suit of meat, have established a precedent to react to every circumstance in their journey, rather than proactively create the circumstances which support their dreams and goals. You want to work with, thrive, thrive through and master the spiritual principles, then you must know yourself as a spiritual being, practicing the masterful art of creation in precise harmony with the laws of the universe. We're going to repeat that. To work with and through, to thrive and master the spiritual principles, an individual must recognize themselves as spiritual beings practicing the masterful art of creation in precise harmony with the laws of the universe. In that one sentence is the master key to unlocking all of your boundless spiritual authority. This master key has three vital points. One, know yourself as an expression of spirit. Two, practice the spiritual principles. Three, practice in precise harmony. Precise harmony, the laws of the universe. Spirit, practice, precision is this master key to unlocking your spiritual authority so you may proactively create your boundless good. In the Spiritual Laws of Prosperity, Ed Wein breaks down the first law into three very easy to read chapters, just 63 little pages. It's a little book, it's only like this big. If it was a full-size book, it would be about 20 pages. All right, so it's very small. And we're going to suggest that you read these first three chapters twice this week. Once silently to yourself and once out loud. And you can read it to yourself. You can read it to your spouse. You can read it to your kids, your dog, or your kitties. It doesn't matter. Just read it out loud and feel the vibration of the words as you're reading it. Now, the first chapter addressing the first law is mastering money. Ooh, we've got your attention, don't we? Mastering money, yes, that's the spiritual law, or the first chapter. But before we go into this first chapter, I want to share something that Edwin shares in the book. And Edwin says that when you're faced with swallowing live frogs, because, you know, we're often faced with swallowing live frogs, always swallow the largest frog first. Then all the others will go down easier. This is important to know because the first law Edwin discusses in the Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity is the law of tithing. Ushers lock the door. What we're talking about today this, she says, this spiritual law, when practiced with precision as spirit, completely dissolves all spiritual, mental, and physical blocks and maintains the individual's consciousness in perfect alignment with the abundant flow of the universe. Spirit, practice, precision. Edwin White writes, God wants us to do more, to have more, to play big. God doesn't want us to deny our desires. After all, God put those desires in us, 
and we must celebrate them. And she follows that up with the quote that you're going to find on your affirmation card, which is life is not about struggling and being unhappy and then dying. It is about enjoying and appreciating everything life has to offer. Through joy, we glorify God. To do more, have more, to play big, to joyfully live, every aspect of our journey is to fulfill our divine birthright as a spiritual being actively and effortlessly creating this marvelous spiritual journey. To live your divine birthright, there must be a willingness, just a willingness, to express the three major elements of the master key. Spirit, practice, precision. You accomplish that, and you're well on your way to understanding and practicing the law of tithing and mastering abundance in thought and form. Which is the title of our lesson this morning, Mastering Abundance in Thought and Form. So, tell you a story. Very wealthy fella, he's out one day, and he overhears this lady who says, you know, if I only had $50, I would be perfectly only had $50, I would be perfectly content. And she thought, he thought about her words for just a moment. You know, that if she only had $50, this would make her happy. And so he thinks, somebody says, you know, I can, I can give her $50. I can afford to help her out some. So he walks over to her and hands her a crisp $50 bill and says, best wishes. And she was very grateful for his generosity. And as she walked away, the, the wealthy benefactor heard her mumble under her breath, why on earth didn't I not ask for a hundred dollars? <laughs> the universe will always provide. It will provide what you believe with feeling, that which you desire, need, and believe you deserve. It can only match what you feel you deserve. Our lady in need said if I only had fifty dollars, I would be content. Why not $100? Why not $500? Why not 1000 or more? We suggest to you her first response was not based on what she needed from the universe. Rather, it was based on what she consistently offered the universe. Practice and precision. Therefore, at her core, she believed through practice she only deserved $50. Edwin writes, as you give, so shall you receive. That puts you absolutely in charge of your receiving. Are you ready to receive more but don't know how to? Here's the answer. Give more. Raise your standard of giving. In raising your standard of giving, you're raising your vibration of receiving. As you faithfully practice the law of tithing, you're practicing with precision and in-depth awareness that which flows out, flows back in multiplied abundance. So, what is a tithe? Well, historically we know a tithe and accept tithe as 10%. 10% of our, all of our income which flows into our experience from whatever means. That's been the standard for eons. And even 
back in scripture in Malachi, Malachi in Malachi it says they talk about the power of tithing. And the scripture reads, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Wow. So we've been hearing this for eons. Ten percent or more? Yes, ten percent or more. But what does Malachi say? Malachi doesn't say, doesn't say in there a percentage. Now you'll find a percentage, but Malachi doesn't talk about a percentage. Malachi, if what we want to take away from Malachi is the phrase, prove me now. Prove your faith. Prove that you trust the process. John Rockefeller said, I never would have been able to tithe the first million dollars I ever made if I had not tithed my first on my first salary, which was a dollar and fifty cents a week. Isn't that awesome? So you tithe where you are, not where you want to be, not where you hope to be, but where you are. And I can promise you, if you you can go and Google right now today, thousands and thousands of stories of millionaires and billionaires who tithe. And you can Google them. And rather than share their stories today, I will tell you this. I, we have a multitude of members that I know who practice tithing and practice it well. And I'm not going to call them out. Okay? I'm not going to call them out. What I'm going to do is say, if you're interested to hear how tithing has impacted someone's experience, how it's really transformed their relationship with the energy of source and the energy of money, see me after service, and I'll point them out to you. Right here now, they're in this room. And I know they're going to want to talk to you. I know they're going to share their stories with you. And I haven't asked them. I haven't asked them to. But they love to talk about how their life has been transformed by practicing this principle with precision. So that's the challenge. Now, I know that often I say and have said previously, an individual should give what they're spiritually comfortable with. And that's not changing. However, when people hear that, and they accept that, they forget to accept the remainder of the position. And the remainder of the position is you tithe what you feel spiritually comfortable with with the intent of expanding, growing, getting your tithe up to a higher vibration, getting your consciousness up to a higher vibration. So when you can take that, take that and say, yeah, I want to practice tithing, then you can, and I'm going to tithe what I feel spiritually comfortable with, with the intent of growing, you have put forth a different vibration. The universe is saying, oh, this is an outlet to grow, as opposed to, well, I'm going to tithe what I feel spiritually comfortable with because I don't trust the universe enough to bring something good back to me. Big difference in that. And I can tell you right now, I know that for the most part, I am preaching to the choir. For the most part with this group, 
very loving, very generous. I am preaching to the choir. So I'm going to throw something out at you. I want you to understand these numbers. And I've been watching and watching and watching weekly, weekly, well, monthly, excuse me. We average 2,220 downloads of our Sunday service every single month. That's our average. 2,820 downloads. That means people are listening worldwide. Worldwide. Tokyo, Japan, Key West. Everybody say, hey, Key West. We love Key West. We'll see you shortly. In the fall. And out of those downloads, 63% of that 2,800 is in the U.S. And then a large number is in the Georgia area. And in the Georgia area, guess what? We receive time. We receive gifts from people listening. And I think it's because we're so close. Because once we start getting into New York, California, Colorado, Etc. Etc. There's just a receiving. There's just a receiving. There's just a receiving. And the universe doesn't work that way. The universe is about flow. The universe is about an exchange of energy. The universe is about you're getting some good out of this. And if you want it to continue to expand, you have to share. And I know somewhere out there someone's, well, you know, I don't go to that church. I tithe at my church. And that's fine. That's fine for all the folks in New York and California. And for the record, our folks in California, every city where there's a major religious science church is listening to us. Probably my peers. Looking for something for their next Sunday service. Just say it. I'm just saying. But even with that, if they would just assume that they pay for a $5 CD, which is what we used to sell CDs for, we stopped offering CDs to sell. Why? Because everybody's listening online. So what do you get if you multiply 2820 by $5? $14,100. doesn't seem to happen. Holmes says in the Science of Mind textbook, it is only as we allow the divine current to flow through us on and out that we express life. The law of giving and receiving is definite. Not So if they're not going to that church, why should they express? Why should they give? Because when the law of circulation is not practiced, stagnation stagnation results. Maya Angelou says, I have learned that you shouldn't go through life with catcher's mitts on both hands. You need to you need to be able to throw something back. So this is the importance of tithing now for us in this journey. What do you want from the universe? What is your expectation of how you interact with source energy? And I will add, do you want that to be consistent? You know, last last fall I take that back. Last winter, starting in November to December, into January, 
little in February, then kind of into March, Dan and I kind of took a break from the gym. And we're now just starting to get back almost every day, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm struggling to get my, my bench press back up to 225. Yes, I bench 225 at 10 reps. Okay. All right. But I'm struggling to get it back up to that. Yes, that's a big number for those that don't go to the gym. And the reason I'm struggling to get back up to that is because we stopped practicing going to the gym. We didn't consistently go. And so now we have to build that back up, or I have to build that back up. And so the same principle applies to those that tithe. Well, I'm tithing when times are good, but I'm going to stop when, when times aren't so good. And I'm going to tithe right here now, but later on, you know, I've got my vacation coming, so I need to stop that for a while. And they get on this merry-go-round of practicing spiritual principles. What's the master key? Spirit, practice, precision. You have to practice consistently with precision. The precision that you offer in your practice is the precision that you receive from the universe. So if I'm only practicing with precision when times are good, then the universe is only responding with precision when times are not so good. And I get it. I get it. I understand. Tithing can create fear. And I want to point something out, and, and I love this about science of mind. If you look at your science of mind textbook, there is no mention of the word tithe anywhere. You won't find it in the back glossary, you won't find it in the concordance. And the reason for that is Holmes understood that, that tithe really has become a dirty, filthy word for so many people because of the way it's been used over the years. Tithe, tithing is about joyfully giving, but yet it's, it has been turned into guilt trip for giving. It has been turned into a responsibility for giving. So Holmes talks about going with the flow, being in the flow, the law of circulation. But he never mentions tithe. Never mentioned tithe. So I understand there can be some fear around that. And the way we get rid of the fear is by practicing the master key. Know yourself as spirit. If you know yourself as spirit, what have you got to be afraid of? What fear? possibly control your life. If you practice, and you know you're practicing, then of course you're going to receive whatever benefit you're practicing for. Again, nothing to fear. And lastly, you're practicing with precision. But I get it. We get it. Sometimes the bills come in, the tires will blow, whatever it may be. So what we want to do is we're going to give you a stone actually a, a glass stone that has a word on it. Share the words. Balance, believe, greed, greed, clarity, courage, creative, determination, dream, family, friendship, focus, grace, harmony, health, hope, imagine, inspiration, laugh, patience, prosperity, purpose, smile, tranquility, 
and wisdom. And we're going to ask you to not look, just to pull a stone out and put it in your pocket and throughout the week. And if you feel that little sense of fear coming into play, just put your hand in your pocket and let this touchstone serve as a reminder of how powerful you are. Let it bring you back to center that you are a powerful expression of spirit. Now, we're going to see how we do with this today. Start here. They're going to take one, pass it back, pass it back, pass it back. They'll, it's going to pass it over, and then it will come back up and finish with Karen, okay? Don't look in the thing. And I want to, you know, I'd love to tell you, I really want to tell you that these stones were handcrafted by Buddhist monks in a monastery in Tibet and smuggled out. Blessed by the high priest. But I can't tell you that. They came from Amazon Prime with two-day free shipping, baby. But you can accept that story for your own. All right? And we're going to let the stones keep passing. Don't look in the box. Just take your stone. And whatever it is, let that guide you. Let it guide you to serve as a reminder. Louise Hay said, you have the power to heal your life. And you need to know that. We think so often that we are helpless, but we're not. We always have the power of our minds. Claim and consciously use your power. Claim and consciously use your power. And this is one of your exercises for this week. I'm not asking you to do anything but read those little pages in that little book. Twice, of course. And then if you feel your fear coming in, just stick your hand in your pocket and allow that stone to serve as a reminder of how powerful you are of you being an expression of source. You know, there's a, in, in the jungles of Africa, they capture monkeys to send to the zoos in the U.S., don't look in the basket, just pass it along. <laughs> Don't look in the basket, just take your stone. Pass it along. I'm I'm not pointing out names, I'm just saying. After you get your stone, you can look at it now. Once you've got your stone, you can look at it. Sorry about that. You have to wait till the 31st, the end of the month. Now. So, so, in the jungles of Africa, the way they capture monkeys in, in the jungles to send to the zoo, it's very unique. They take these bottles with these long, long necks and place them out in the jungles. They put in hot, roasted peanuts. So the aroma is filling the air. And they leave them on the jungle floor. And when the captors come the next morning, they find the monkeys with their arms in, in the bottles, clenching the roasted nuts, clenching, clenching the roasted nuts, sitting beside each bottle. And the bottles are too heavy for the monkeys to carry away. And the monkeys, attracted by the, by the smell of the nuts, they come to investigate the bottle. They stick their hand in, grab it, 
handful, a fistful, and they're trapped. They can't take their hand out of the bottle as long as they're holding on to the nuts. But the monkey is unwilling to open its hand to let go. The bottle is too heavy to carry away, so the monkey's trapped. So we smile at the simplicity of the monkey, but how often do people hold on to their good so tenaciously, just as the monkey hold on to their nuts inside the bottle? So figuratively, they carry around a bottle with them, feeling trapped and wanting to experience more good, more abundance and joy in their journey, never realizing to experience the benefits of the vibration of more. They must first let go of all that they grasp. Nothing may ever flow through a closed fist or a closed consciousness. In the Science of Mind, Holmes wrote, no person whose entire time is spent in contemplation of limitation can demonstrate freedom from such limitation. The law itself must be willing to give because in so giving, life is self-expressed. The goodness of life is a flow of divine spiritual energy. It cannot flow through a closed conduit, consciousness, mind, or fist. Be willing to be open. Just be willing to be open practicing the laws of prosperity. Spirit, practice precision. And once the openness has been presented, the flow of universal good will be non-stop into an azure journey. So we want you to recall our intention for this series. And what is our intention for this series? That you will live and accept Edwin's definition of prosperity as your own. That definition, a vitally alive physical body to provide a comfortable worldly home for the spiritual beings we are, relationships that are satisfying, nurturing, honest, and work all the time, work that we love so much that it's not work, it's play, and all the money we can spend. Preach it, dude. Preach. So, the way to live that definition as your own, as your very own, is to know and affirm yourself as a powerful spiritual being, practicing the principles with precision. Edwin writes, what will happen after you've been tithing for a while is that supply will start to come from all sorts of strange places that you never expected. And the income will just keep increasing from people and places you couldn't have planned for. Why is that? Because you've raised your vibration to the level of source. You've raised your vibration to the level of infinite possibility. So we want to look at, let go of this idea that as I give, my good must come from a certain avenue. No, you're not giving to a certain avenue. You're giving to universal presence. And it is in that giving, raising the vibration into the field of presence, into the possibility of mind, the heavens open up. 
possibility for greater good can flow and flow and flow. When we view ourselves as the center of universal consciousness, all the attributes of the divine flow through us in movement. So we want to begin seeing ourselves as spirit practicing principle with precision. And whatever that takes for us to do, and I understand, I really want to stress this as perfectly as I can. Preaching to the choir. All right? Preaching to the choir. I get it. But ask yourself, ask yourself, are you singing at the note that you want to be singing? Are you singing at the key you want to be singing? And if so, awesome. If not, if there's a shift that you want to make, if you want to raise that vibration, ask yourself, why am I comfortable with giving this amount? How does my being comfortable with this amount translate to my being comfortable with what I am currently receiving from the universe? How may I challenge myself to grow and receive more? Raymond Charles Barker said, be clear and free in your money. Be clear that God is the source of your, all your good and be free to allow it to flow through you. Be free to allow it to flow through you. The way you access your freedom, the way you live with your freedom, is to let go of your freedom. To let go that you think there's only a certain amount that you can have because the instant you let go, you open yourself up to infinite possibility. You raise that vibration level so high where you're saying, I am a powerful spiritual being living a prosperous spiritual journey. And everything in my life flows effortlessly and easily as a result of my powerful creative will. Touch back to practicing precision, knowing your presence is more. And as you do that, you're going to be practicing the first spiritual law of prosperity. It's the law of kindness. And so ends our lesson on this day. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me, infinite mind, in, as, and through me, blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work and returns to me, multiplied abundantly. And if the Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.